0: this Previously
1: on Sugar Maple. Call me Terrence. I'm a storyteller. I've learned Sugar Maple draws people into its orbit. People who fall into its story. Louis took care of people. He had an easy way. Will you look
2: at that? What? This guitar, man. It's singing
3: to me. Listen to it. Louis said when he played Sugar Maple
2: playing it, I got mad. Now the kind of mad that makes you
1: glad you feel it. He had the sense it wanted to bring something into the world. Where's my guitar? My question is what if what it wants to bring isn't joy? I'll kill you, man. What if what it really wants to bring out
4: is the rage?
0: Sugar Maple A musical fiction podcast from Osiris Media One guitar, one mystery, one story told in eight episodes. Episode 3. Ornate Williams
1: Terrence Woodridge August 30th, 1992 New Orleans, St. Clyde Apartments The busker outside my apartment has a band now You hear it? Remember it I'll have more to say about it later Right now I want to talk about Sugar Maple Sugar Maple stories are out there Seems every musician I've interviewed knows about it. It's a whisper, a rumor, a myth. Brought back to life by an orphan, found in an empty boxcar, played by the devil herself. An inspiration, an accessory to murder, and everything in between. The birth of a star and the death of another. The stories don't always agree. It seems everyone knows a piece of it, but no one knows all of it. It's always a butterscotch, solid body Telecaster, it's neck fixed with a wood that looks like liquid gold. Always moving from owner to owner, always disappearing, always turning up. You'd think the thing to do is talk to somebody who owned it, but that's harder than you'd think. There are five musicians I know of who own Sugar Maple, each difficult to find for a different reason. There's Bobby Lindro, of course, my dad, my missing dad, and then there's Louie Hambone Butler. He won't talk. The nearest I could come was that interview with his brother, Sam. There's Ornate Williams, whose fame made her unreachable. There's a heroin dealer named Doc, who is as much an underground legend as Sugar Maple itself, but... Doc also disappeared years ago. And there's Belinda Rose, the one-hit wonder country crooner, an expat who cut all ties with her former life. But now, I've made contact with not one of these owners, but two. The first one found me, and knew the second. Soon I was speaking to... I can hardly believe it. As of yesterday... I have now interviewed the legend, the diva, the great, the special,
4: the one and only Ornate Williams. Young man, I'm going to tell you everything I know about Sugar Maple. Things I never even tell my husband. I'm not telling you because I trust you. I'm telling you because when somebody who played Sugar Maple asks you for something, you listen to them. There's a bond there that goes beyond time. You understand what I'm saying?
1: Sure, like a favor for a friend.
4: Mm-hmm. So, you don't understand yet. It doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you almost everything anyway. Okay? Okay. Good. Good. Now, don't interrupt. Sugar Maple came to me the same time my career started, which was not a coincidence, by the way. And my career started in the only town that mattered back then when it came to motors or music, Motown. Marvin Trusack was a producer at Hitsville, and he found me singing out on Grand Boulevard. He thought I might just have something started me out as a background singer. I was ready to prove myself, all alone in the big city in Hungary. The day Sugar Maple came into my life, was in early 1965. Marv brought me to sing on a track for this gorgeous rising star named Callie Morrison. Marv was sure Knock Knock was gonna be huge. And I intended to make sure I was a huge part of it.
2: Hey, I'm hearing rumors through the grapevine That you've been
5: making some new friends You think that you can keep a secret Well, you better think again
2: How could you forget about
5: Here we go. Again. Third time. In three tries. I'm getting tired of repeating myself, Marv. What is it? You got ears, right? Your girl there is coming right up over me. No, I
4: wasn't.
3: (laughs) Ornate. Please. Bring it down.
4: I brought it down.
3: Take it further down, please.
4: I was adding sweetness and you know it. (laughs) You are a backup singer
5: ornate you are hired to sing backup
4: i know what your problem is cow
5: <laughs> is that so
4: you know it's so
5: say it, so it said then
4: ornate please it's because you can't carry my water
5: <laughs> oh no. Nate!
4: what it's because you can't carry my water
5: <laughs> i'll tell you what you can carry You can carry your little behind and my water out of the studio and don't come back. Okay. Why don't you carry that?
3: Look, let's all take a quick ten and cool out.
5: (laughs) You can take ten. I'm taking an hour. Get control of this Marv or I'll take it to the office. I want to be able to hear myself on my own record.
3: Okay. I'm sure Mr.
5: Gordy would agree.
3: (sighs) Okay. Come back in an hour. We'll be cool.
5: And when I get back, I only want two backup singers. Oh, come on,
3: Callie.
5: Don't come on Callie me, Marv. It was like this the last time, too. It's always this nonsense with her. Bye-bye, ornate. Callie,
3: wait for
4: us. Go, then. You think we need your weak-ass voice? Ornate, we've
3: talked about this. (laughs) She's just wiggling her whiskers. She can't tell you what to do. She can. She's on the charts in the top ten, ornate, right now. I'm not. You aren't. You have to go now. You're letting her win? She has to think she won. If we push her here, she'll push back, and we'll lose more. I was adding sweetness. Look, just stay away two weeks, just for things to cool out and for Callie to forget. Say I was adding sweetness, and I'll go. At some point, you have to realize sweetness isn't really sweetness if you have to scream that it's sweet. Understand? I understand you're kicking me out. No, you kicked yourself out. Are you crazy? Yeah, I'm crazy. Do you know what these things cost? Crazy to have trusted you.
4: I knew Marvin meant well, but I wasn't about to let anybody tell me I wasn't bringing the sugar. Marvin was as gentle as could be, but gentle felt like a setup to me back then. I couldn't tell him he was right the best I could do was try to break his microphone. That might have been it for my career. If the next day, the universe hadn't given me some sweetness of its own. Music wasn't paying the bills back in those days. For me, that meant cleaning at the Pontchartrain. The hotel saved money by sending us up one to a floor instead of in teams, but we were still expected to get the rooms tossed and cleaned in the same amount of time. By the end of a shift, your feet were on fire and your shoulders and back were screaming. That's how it was for me by the time I got to the seventh floor and arrived at the door of room 778. Housekeeping. Oh my god. There was blood everywhere. I could see one leg poking up from the far side of the bed with the shoe still on it. But no doubt Whoever owned that shoe <laughs> no longer owned his life or very much of his blood. The papers called it the Ponchartrand bloodbath. And bath is absolutely
2: correct. Shit, 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 shit.
4: It was a real gangland killing. Sammy Hamburger's O'Shea had been done with some sort of spike. I could see the hole in his neck and his eyes glass-like marbles pointing up at the ceiling lying there on the carpet. But it wasn't until I came into sight of the bathroom and saw lying in the actual bathtub the body of Frank Blue Brody. that I finally got smart and did what I should have done in the first place and ran.
2: Oh, hell no!
4: It was only on my way out that I saw it. I went right to the manager to report the killing. I was a member of the cleaning staff in the newspapers. (laughs) The police weren't interested in me. I clearly hadn't been involved. Mr. Franklin! Mr. Franklin! Mr. Franklin was too shocked to wonder why I bothered taking my cart with me all the way from a murder scene. And it was a good thing for me, too, because if he had looked in that cart under the dirty sheets, how would I have explained what he would have found there? I had to take it, though, the moment I saw it, propped up in the corner by the door. That beautiful telecaster with that amazing wood threaded into it. That night I dreamed about it. I was back at the hotel. It was just like it had been when I found it. Leaned in the corner, blood spattered on it. But in the dream, the blood started to creep off the guitar and up the hotel wallpaper. A tree of blood climbed up the wall, trunk and branches. The tree sang to me in the guitar's voice. The song... tree was only part of the dream but the song, that part really happened Sugar Maple sang to me that day in the Pontchartrand even though I found it in the middle of blood and death it sang
1: Everyone who ever told me about Sugar Maple knows ornate williams owned it the guitar might have made it into popular culture as one of the truly famous guitars if not for the fact that ornate williams second career was so much bigger than her first her first being soul and r&b but she truly made her name in disco and later pop where she was a trailblazer madonna once famously declared that there could have been no madonna without ornate williams And certainly Ornate is a groundbreaking star, with most of the groundbreaking coming after 1979, when she became the first recording artist to openly come out as a trans woman. The firestorms of controversy rolled over her and submerged her, but when they subsided, she was still there, still indisputably herself, no matter what anybody else said she was. And that was when she became a legend but there was no guitar in her hands in those days. And those songs aren't songs she plays anymore.
4: I did what Marvin wanted. I waited for things to cool down before coming back to Hitsville. Look who it is.
5: Like a bad penny.
4: When all you're worth to me is a penny, then all you get from me is a penny. Hey, baby. Come get some sweetness.
3: Look who took my advice for the first time ever. Two weeks on the dot. Welcome back. How about you do us both a favor, make sure you stay welcome? I'm
4: on my very best.
3: And try not to accidentally knock over any mic stands.
4: Oh, that was on purpose, baby. So, what are we into today?
3: Nothing much today. Hang out if you want. Hey,
4: what is that? Nothing. Just my new sweetness.
3: Sugar maple. A guitar? You're a singer.
4: If only it were possible to play guitar and sing simultaneously.
3: Well, how'd you even get a sweet ax like that anyway?
4: Save my tip money. Got a great deal. Look, it has a blemish on it. See this splatter? Guy said his girlfriend spilt nail polish. <laughs> Looks like blood. Won't come off, whatever it is. Now, I'll just be over here. Won't be no trouble at all. I sat on a stool next to the piano where Skip Randall was clinking out a little tune. I really did intend to behave and not call any attention to myself. I'll take half credit, because while I didn't misbehave, you can't say I didn't call attention to myself. I put my fingers on the strings of sugar maple, and that was cool. What is it? I don't know, it just came out. All right, so play it again.
0: So, what's the
4: next part? I don't have a next part. Maybe it could be something like...
2: Yeah, now that's good. Keep it
0: going.
4: Okay, now let's bring it down. Ooh. Now you keep that going. Yeah, don't worry. I got it. Just don't rush.
0: Okay, now we gotta make a move. Right here. Okay, that's the one. Pay attention.
4: Here comes again. Alright. And here comes the change up, right? Listen to this. Alright, now we gotta hit the chorus. Hey, can we get a drummer over here? Marvin. What? Bring some microphones. Why don't we just move over to the Marvin now? Come on, man. Who plays drums? I play drums. Get in there then. Nothing fancy, just keep it straight.
0: Alright, who's got the bass? mark Marvin play bass. Let me get set up first. Where's Leo? Leo, are you gonna play that horn or what?
4: Somebody get the rest of the session. Ah, all right, we got a band. The future beware, the present beware. Angie, you good to back me up. Marvin, you're Callie Morrison's
3: producer.
5: This should be Cal's song.
3: Cal's out of town. Anyway, that is your name Williams hook right there. I'm bringing the sweetness, baby. You're bringing the sugar. Well,
4: do we even have lyrics? Oh, we're about to have some lyrics. Whatever comes <laughs> out, Skip... I'm ready, steady. Sharon? Ah, Angie, we're going with or without you. I... ugh, fine. Marvin?
0: Take wonder right there.
2: Marvin,
4: tell me you got that all on tape. Yeah, we're good. Marvin didn't argue. I'll always remember that. He just started setting up. I don't know what I'd have done if he'd argued. <laughs> As Skip and I started to put the pieces together, I had this sense that whatever this song was, we had to play right then. Not even that day. Right Then, like the fate of the world depended on that song happening right at that moment. Not just the fate of my career, the fate of the world.
1: A number of songs written on Sugar Maple have become well known to one degree or another. But Sugarfly's soul is the best known of them all. Bringing, and here I'm quoting culture critic Paul Lukides in Rolling Stone, a rage to soul. Tincturing the sweet Motown with a fierce female vocal and a truly angry guitar. Ornate put it another way.
4: That was on March 20th, the first day of spring, no doubt, 1965. Our magic hit. The first one is always magic. This really was the best of them from those years. Sugarfly went to the top of the Billboard Hot 100 in April and stayed there for almost two months. It proved to the world what Marvin and I always knew, that we were a team to be reckoned with. We were hot. I knew it would be like that the moment I first touched my baby. That's what I call her. My baby. It gives something to you but it wants you can just feel it coursing through it wants to play with you it wants to make something and it sure did
1: it almost sounds like you think it made you
4: no no absolutely not I made myself but I don't know if I would have done it how I did if that guitar hadn't come into my life if it weren't for something that it did for me Which is? Let's just say that it showed me myself. It showed me who I was going to become. And seeing that, (laughs) it made me braver than I could have imagined. That guitar gets something out of you. When I played Sugarfly Soul, It was like I lanced a a boil somehow. You hear the anger in that song, even through those sweet words. That anger was real, and it was true. And given what I've been through, it was even good. I could bring it to Sugar Maple, and it felt so good to bring because the guitar gets something out of you, but it gives too. What I felt while I was bringing that rage, even as angry as it was, was joy. That's what it brought out of me. Not that the anger was gone, oh no, that anger in me, we're old friends, but it was something other than it had been. Before, maybe it was more like a stopper in a drain, a block, now it's like a sieve, keeping out things I don't need, but letting in the goodness. I like that. <laughs> yes, I do like that. That's what me and my baby made. We made one other thing, too. Remember, I told you the blood that spattered onto the guitar body? It never did come out, and the red of it never dulled. But when we got done playing a Sugarfly Soul for the first time, There was a third branch of wood wrapping around from the back body to the front, growing right through that bloodstain. Three. It's an odd number, at least as far as Ornate Williams is concerned. That's how many years I managed to hold on to it. When Barry Gordy moved the studio to Los Angeles in 1972, a lot of artists came with him. Not me, though, because I was always a groundbreaker. (laughs) I'd come out to L.A. already. Marvin came with me. We'd eloped in Hawaii while Sugarfly Soul was still on the charts. We stayed a team, so strong we thought we couldn't ever be broken up. (laughs) I was sure of it until one night in 1968 when we pulled up late to the hullabaloo club. The hullabaloo was a soda and popcorn joint on the strip. Catering to white teenagers is what that meant.
1: I'm here to show you to the dressing room. Please, let me help you with that. Ms. Williams is on next. We'll be ready. Ornate,
3: hurry up. You know I hate to rush. We missed sound check. Wait, where's my baby? The manager's got your guitar. He's bringing it to the dressing room. We gotta hurry, honey.
0: You're right through here. Give me
3: that guitar. That's my baby. I hold my baby. Please hurry.
1: You're on in seven.
4: Marvin, we have a problem. What problem now? I saw her the second I walked through the door. There hadn't been any hits for Callie Morrison since Knock Knock. Word was, Callie was on the doctor's medicine. Needle in the arm, in other words. She looked it.
3: What are you doing here?
5: What? Ornate? No kiss for an old friend? How about a cigarette?
3: Who let you in, Cal?
5: What do you think? I'm Callie Morrison. I just had to smile at the security guard and say... Knock, knock. What do you want?
3: What do you think she wants? Nothing's changed. She wants money.
5: To start with, you could maybe let me have one of those squares I asked for.
4: Give her a
3: damn cigarette, Marv.
5: Hey, thanks, sweetie. How about a light to go with that?
3: We don't have time for this. We're on in five.
5: Oh, I think you'll find time for an old friend like me. Mmm, <sighs> yeah. It's good to smoke while you talk business.
3: We don't have any business with you.
5: And that's where you're wrong. Ask your girl about it. Charlie, come on.
3: I have 50 bucks. Then you have to go.
5: Oh, it'll take way more than 50. But I came for more than money. I want that sugar maple guitar.
3: You think you can just walk into a dressing room and do all this- Guess
5: you wouldn't want me in here while your girl is dressing, huh? I might see what's happening under that dress, but then, uh, maybe I already know. Well, seems maybe you all want to talk business after all.
3: You want to be really careful what you say next.
5: But I'm not the one who has to be careful, really, am I? Your girl there, she has to be careful, doesn't she? My, my, my. Think what the decorum and respectability managers at Motown Records would have to say. Think what Mr. Gordy would have to say.
1: I'm sorry, three minutes.
5: Oh, he might not mind. I'm sure he has an inkling. Whispers are whispers after all. But talk. Talk is loud. Think what it does to the bottom line. If it comes out that one of his girls is a man.
4: I am not a man.
5: I have a couple photographs that say different.
4: No photo can make me a man.
5: Others will disagree.
3: You don't have any pictures.
5: Oh, yeah? It's shocking stuff. Tabloids would pay.
3: Marvin. Yeah. So what happens next is I call security.
5: No. Marvin, You've skated this far. But the venue owners and bookers, label owners, TV executives, they're bottom line people. You think you'll still be asked to play the soda pop crowd when this gets out? To kids? To white kids? You think you'll find some other audience?
3: I'm getting security. Marv. What? Marvin, she has them. What? The pictures.
4: She has them. How do you know? Marvin, I... I know, okay?
3: Oh.
5: And just so you know, it was while she
4: was with you. Oh. I thought about killing Callie then. I really did. Not right that moment, but soon. And secret. Then I looked at sugar maple in my hands. That spray of what I knew was blood, even if nobody else did. I thought about how my baby had come into my life bloody. But was I really ready for it to stay in my hands bloody too? Marv, it was early. When we were first. It wasn't...
3: It it was just...
5: Oh, ornate. I hope you aren't going to tell him any lies.
3: Never mind. Never mind. Marvin, please. It wasn't anything. Never mind.
5: Poor Marv. You thought you were the only one with a thing for something ornate every once in a while. Oh, no. You're just the only one dumb enough to fall for.
3: Never mind.
5: You know what I want? Give me that sugar. But why? Why? Maybe it's been a real good luck charm for you. And maybe I think that's luck you took from me. Maybe because I think it'll turn my luck around. Maybe because I say so, bitch. From where I'm sitting, I don't actually have to give any reasons. Just leave it by the door when you go. Borrow a guitar for your gig. (laughs) They got a million of them.
1: Ms. Williams, I'm sorry, but you are on in less than two minutes. You have to come right now.
5: I'll give you, little man, what I have. Negatives,
4: too.
3: Nate, don't. Marvin? Don't give it to her.
4: I, I have to. Miss Williams? I need to borrow a guitar. Or Nate?
5: <laughs> Come on, little man. Let's get to the bank. I'll give you those negatives.
4: I was wrong about Marvin. He's still with me my man had a spark for me that never could go out and he was right about me too i should have kept my baby it was years later that i what do the kids say now came out i say emerged <laughs> it was hard i lost fans i lost deals there weren't meetings for a while or tv or gigs but i found my audience and now it really was my audience. People who knew me all the way through and loved me for it like teenagers buying singles never did. And that's quite a love, too. And sure, there were those that hated me. But I handled that okay because I just hated them right back. Sugar Maple helped me find the joy in me when she showed me myself. And that joy is still in me today. But I still got my mad. (laughs) And mad is useful.
1: Tell me more about how Sugar Maple showed you yourself.
4: (laughs) Honey, remember how I told you when we started that I would tell you almost everything? Well, that part is the almost. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. You'll understand in time.
1: (laughs) I'd like to understand now.
4: That guitar is only getting started. It doesn't think like people do, but it thinks all the same. And it wants us to do things. I think it's that wood.
1: I happen to know that wood came from a pulpit.
4: Oh, that wood could preach. You find the tree that wood came from, and you'll have something for sure.
1: Find the tree that wood came from. That stood out to me, because there's another person I met recently who's made wild claims about a tree. The way I got to talk to Ornate Williams was by meeting someone who knew her. And that person owned Sugar Maple, too.
4: Stella Osprey here. Jensen, ladies. Some call me Doc. Doc,
1: I was just about to introduce you. Some people require no introduction. Others require many. The voice you just heard is the first sugar maple owner I met. I met her last month, and she's already turned this whole story over and shaken it out like a junk drawer. She hasn't been able to put sugar maple in my hands, but she's done something almost as good. She.
4: I showed him who has it now.
1: Stick around.
0: Sugar Maple is presented by Osiris Media. Be sure to listen to the premiere of Sugarfly Soul on March 29th, wherever you listen to music. To check out the limited edition poster for this episode, visit SugarMapleArt.com. And for a limited NFT release of episode and series art, visit SugarMapleNFT.com. If you like what you hear, please give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Sugar Maple Episode 3 stars Fred Savage as Terrence Woodridge, L. Morgan Lee as Ornate Williams, Sean Polite as Marvin, Rhea Dumet as Callie Morrison and Sharon, Kylie Etling as Angie, Brad Stratton as Skip Randall, James Massiovecchio as the stage manager, and Michelle Hurst as Stella Doc Osprey. Knock Knock written by Patrick Hart. Sugarfly Soul written by Don Hart and Tom Marshall. The executive producers of Sugar Maple are Tom Marshall and RJB. The show was produced, edited, sound designed, mixed, and mastered by Brad Stratton. Story by Ben Colmery, A.R. Moxon, and Tom Marshall. Episode 3 written by A.R. Moxon and Ben Colmery. Directed by James Massiovecchio. Musical direction by Don Hart. Assistant editor and producer Tom Sullivan. Production assistance by Zach Brogan and Christina Collins. Art by Mark Dowd. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Sugar Maple. And remember, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.
2: Osiris.